0: All right, are we recording?
1: Yeah, that's what I meant when I said we're ready. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to who? Podcast. 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 <laughs> Do, do, do. Do, do, do.
1: Welcome to Married to Who, a podcast where a couple of couples watch Doctor Who for the very first time. My name's Jake. With me are Producer Terry, Cody Sam, Jill and Alex. This week we're here to talk about The Woman Who Lived, written by Katherine Tregena, directed by Ed Bazalgette, aired October 24th, 2015. Cody Jake what would you think about this one man Jake it
2: was uh you know it was a good episode it, it was pretty solid I think I have like some minor complaints but Maisie Williams put the whole goddamn episode on her back and was like we're going straight to the top nice Alex
0: I did like it it was it was good I I didn't remember everything in this one, but as I was rewatching it, it was memorable. Gish, if
1: Jill?
3: I liked it. It was rompy with emotion. Pretty solid.
1: Sam?
4: I watched it uh, in three different segments, so I'm trying to put the story together in my head, but it seemed good.
5: Terry? I liked it. It kind of felt like just it was a filler episode to the second half of this. Um, the bad guy was very disappointing to me, uh, but I still enjoyed it all the same. Five bucks to anyone who could say what the bad guy's name was. Leonidas. No. <laughs>
1: nope. Leonid.
4: Leonidas. It, it was
1: Lenny the Lion. <laughs> LARP, dude. Close, but you're way off. Oh. Ah. <laughs> That's not close at all. <laughs> it was Leandro. Oh.
0: If you check it verbatim, the doctor called, called him Lenny the Lion, so I'm going with that.
3: That was my point, <laughs> too. Can't
0: be wrong. <laughs> he was bad.
2: He could have been wiped from the episode. I understand, though. Gotta have a monster, so here he is.
1: Hi, guys. I was
4: gonna say, yeah, the monster wasn't really the star of the story at all.
3: Which is fine. He was a turning nah. point.
1: Just looks good in the trailer when he opens the door and his eyes are glowing. Yeah, the glowing eyes were kind of cool. But the breathing fire was not. <laughs> that was weird. The real monster
0: was humanity and the loneliness of forever.
3: Boom.
1: Yeah, the real monster was watching your kids die.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Hey, Jake, uh, what would you think?
1: Yeah, what would you think? Uh, actually, I wasn't looking forward to this. I'm kind of surprised by your guys's reactions because, uh, it's not a very loved episode as you'll maybe garner from the tweets, but, uh, I actually kind of liked it and I, it really held my attention again, this two parter, I like don't rewatch when I do a rewatch. And so I was down some of like, just the two of those actors, Maisie Williams and Peter Capaldi in a room with, uh. Catherine Chagana's dialogue, like, I was down every minute of it. You start throwing in Sam Swift and Lion Boy, and I was like, well, we can do without some of this.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like, the plot's not super memorable. I don't think... It doesn't have lasting power as an episode in any way, shape, or form.
1: Right. The whole point is... And we've explored this a little bit before, but the whole point is to... You know, describe the doctor's reaction to losing people and his feelings on being essentially a mortal.
4: There's the difference between him and me. What should we call her?
2: Yeah, that's a one shoulder. of my complaints. <laughs> it's,
4: it's <a> shoulder. <laughs> so, anyways, she has like a mortal's memory still, whereas he seems to not have that. So, there's a big difference between the two two of them which
1: right well he's not a human he's Time Lord he has a yeah. Time Lords memory yeah he's he's built he, for yeah. time so
4: I'm just saying they're even though they're both somewhat immortal they have very different I don't know travels through life and feelings about it because of memories and I thought that was super interesting and terribly sad. In both it can be sad for both directions are you saying she doesn't have memories
1: she She has some
3: yeah she just can't remember all of it i didn't i thought she was just purposefully not remembering no i didn't think it was was it the inability yes they said that in there
5: many many times i was gonna say because she's also 800 years old
1: yeah this, this takes place um, about 850 years after the last episode. So she might be like 870 if you figure she's around 20 when that episode happened.
5: Really? I was thinking she'd still be in her teens. Well, to burn
1: one of my like two fun facts, Maisie Williams <laughs> did have her 18th birthday during the shooting of this story. Oh, I thought Maisie Williams was one of those people that
2: like is actually twenty six, but looks sixteen. No, so that answers that.
0: Actually, really young. <laughs> Imagine All right.
3: that. Let's go back to the memories for a second. So is her memory just like a human's? Like I can't remember everything that happened when I was eight.
0: Yeah. Well, and then there, not... there is there is a limit to the human brain too, like right. the amount of stuff it can contain.
3: So her memories can still span that years but the years but she's not going to remember any yeah she remembers
1: last week but not 700 years ago
3: can she remember something from 700 years ago she's just not going to remember everything she remembers
1: the doctor because it was a very important moment in her life and she remembers like
3: her kids she remembers that and that probably happened a long time ago
4: doesn't remember her kids to me because she keeps that in there to remind her not to have children
1: well it's to remind her not to have more kids but you know just because she does go through her diaries regularly to remember stuff
4: i don't think she does it to remember stuff she almost does it as like a is it to remember stuff? I feel like it's... Yeah, she says she, she said... reads
0: them from time to time.
4: Yeah, I know said she said she reads for... them.
0: She said it was for um, curiosity or adventure or something like that. Like,
4: she yeah. gave well, a reason she... why she
1: reads it. No, she said it's I a think... good read. She didn't say she reads it because it's a good read.
4: I think hmm. of her reading it as, like, yeah, an adventure or looking back on things not to remember them because i don't think she remembers them as she reads them i think she reads them and then is reminded why she doesn't want to do certain things
1: sure like an old you know person in their 90s would read their teenage diary and maybe not remember every day but you know read it to get a little like oh yeah god i was such an asshole (laughs)
0: um and kind of the opposite of what so i was feeling that um her and the doctor were very similar. And the doctor seeing her, he said, seeing you is like my worst nightmare. And uh, to me, that meant that he, he sees what he could become if he didn't travel with people. Like if he was alone all the time, he would become cold, disconnected and kind of heartless. And we saw a little bit of that. Right. Uh, This episode
2: kind of just defines the reason he hangs out with humans. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he needs somebody like mortal to remind him that life is fleeting. Verbatim.
0: And that was the whole reason he wouldn't bring her with him, is because yeah. they're too long in the tooth. Like they wouldn't like they wouldn't appreciate it as much as, say, Clara would. And then he wouldn't be able to live every day through her like he does. Mm-hmm.
2: Also, she's kind of a bad person.
0: Well, she is human. True. That, is like, that is like the, the <laughs> theme of Doctor
2: Who. I am like struggling to try and even remember what happened in the beginning of the episode because I want to like start from the front. There, uh-huh. The well, robbery. The robbery scene was the rompiest shit I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. It was great. <laughs> it, the dialogue was so good. The jokes were so good, especially when you combine that with uh, the Sam the Swift scene before he's going to say, hung. you're going to
4: put the jokes up Against the ending scene? Yeah, you can't compare those two scenes.
2: Uh, Ending scene was
0: absolute, absolute baller.
2: It was was so
4: good.
0: Like, if you're on the gallows, like, do you just do stand-up comedy to stay alive longer?
1: I don't think so. I think it's a lot more uh, morbid than that. Well, they're just waiting for, like, someone in the crowd to yell, hang him. And as long as he's keeping them entertained, they won't won't do it. And then when uh, Lion-O shows up, he's like, hang him!
5: Hang him
0: already. Speed this up. And then Does they pay okay. like that's that's how that went down in the day.
1: Maybe. Let me... Like
4: one person yells, hang him, and then they start getting ready to hang him. Like they I go mean... off the one.
1: But the the culmination of that uh robbery scene at the beginning is the first like truly heartbreaking moment of the story when Ashilda finds out that the doctor didn't come for her. He just, like, accidentally ran into her, and she's just like, I've been waiting for you for 800 years, and it was just an accident. Oh,
2: Also, the scene where whatever guy voice did the guy voice of the Nightmare changed to Ishilda, that was just rough. Rough cut. (laughs) So strange. Where he just swaps from that voice, and then he's like, I've been practicing. And then she mouths over the, or they like dub over her mouth movements. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's cheesy as heck.
4: I thought it was pretty well done. Really?
3: There was, there was a lot of cheese. Like when you said the jokes were so good. I think, I don't know that they were so good. I think it's one of those so bad. They made oh, it all bad
2: yeah, jokes. I was going to say those that, Bad. those appeal to me now.
3: Comedy <laughs> gold.
2: Comedy
0: gold.
4: Yeah, uh, that, then, that's from gets, Galavant. Like, if no one knows that uh, reference,
0: right? So, what was her children dying of? Like, Black was plague. it so that was the Black Plague? It wasn't yeah. something else. Okay, I
2: think those scenes were done super well when she was going through like the time that she spent alive and the different events, like when she was a witch. Like all the scenes were just cut really well. Yeah,
3: we never really met. Like a husband or lover, baby daddy? Did we?
2: No, and that was disappointing. I don't even know if they went through, like, if he died or just left, or I mean, probably the plague got him, huh?
3: But she also she also knew that she had the other immortality thing and didn't use it on him. Yeah. Well, apparently she said her
4: reason for that. No, she said her reason for that. She didn't want to put anyone through that. She doesn't like being immortal.
5: Oh, I also got the impression that she said um uh, no one was good enough yep. for her. So that's why she didn't use the chip. True.
0: Which she she says the good.
2: She <laughs> no didn't
4: say good. good
0: uh there but it's just a weird thing. So she said no one was good enough, but then when her lover or guy or even husband at the time started noticing that she's not getting older. She just leaves until he's super old and then comes back. Like, how is he not good enough? If like,
1: she faked her death. she it. was, it was a, she was being facetious. She was, Oh, that didn't happen. No, that happened. She faked her oh. death and then returned to her husband. When she says there wasn't anybody good enough. She means I wouldn't do this to anybody else.
3: Yeah, mm. what I said. But I'm so smart. I don't I'm know. It's, it's hard to know from her, like, angry perspective, you know? Like, when we see her, she's angry. She doesn't want to be alive anymore, whatever. But it might have been different when she was younger and happy and having kids and had a family. Like, we don't get to see that side.
0: Well, and the doctor said she's not invincible. So if she wanted to die, she could have just jumped off a bridge and it'd be done. So what was her drive to stay alive? That part I kind of don't get.
3: I think it was to retaliate at the doctor.
1: Well, she never says that she wants to die or doesn't want to be alive or doesn't want to be immortal. She says, I don't want to live like this. Like she wants to leave with the doctor so she can have a better life. She wants to. So that was her
0: drive is just to be with the doctor
1: or something like she's constantly looking for something like she's stealing for the rush. She joins wars as a man to prove how good she is
0: to herself. That was really cool, though. Like 10,000 hours, you'd be. Yes, Sam, people prove things to themselves.
1: Yeah, the Malcolm Gladwell, 10,000 hours thing. You're right, Alex. That's fun.
3: She did save multiple colonies. And the whole thing we saw, she was trying to save Lenny's. Lenny, I don't know, or colony. (laughs)
1: Yeah, but with the added bonus of getting to go with him. Right. And clearly she's been studying the doctor through history because she knows a lot about him. And so she's, it's clearly been a goal for a while.
0: How cool was that amulet though? So pretty. Oh the my eyes God. of 80s and it's all just purple. Which is the color of death, I guess.
5: Yeah, that didn't make sense to
0: me. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that was, that was like royalty,
5: maybe. That's what Yikes. I thought too.
2: Like black is the color of death, right? That makes sense to every race. <laughs> but no. And I thought they would kind of stick with like whatever cat race these are. I mean, the dude has Leo in his name, and they could go with like the star of Sagittarius or something. Everybody's like, hey, that makes sense. Or, like, the cat's eye amulet. You know, the whole Hades thing just doesn't really mesh well, I think. Like, it sounds cool, because everybody likes, you know, Hades, but it doesn't really match a theme,
4: per se. Does everybody like Hades? Hey.
0: That's what I was saying, is I don't think the cat race was calling it the eyes of Hades. I think that was the humans calling it that. Oh, humans are dumb. (laughs) <laughs>
5: oh, I thought that's yeah, what the yeah. doctor called it. Like that's what it was. They used it for teleportation and stuff.
1: Right. Well, well they yeah. used it to maybe. kill somebody. Not and that opened up the portal, but maybe the artifact was, isn't Yeah, there's nothing to say place. that it wasn't named by humans as whatever it is. I mean, he says at some point like the myth of Hades would have been created by whatever alien race visited and left this behind yeah
2: from a storytelling aspect i think it would have been nice to have something that really jives together but you know not necessary yeah. for a romp
5: well i was gonna say like if that was the case of going greek why didn't they make them more of like minotaurs rather than lions like if they were giant bulls talking that would have been better Because
4: already was one. Way too far into this lion and this purple amulet that had nothing to do with this. Welcome to honestly, every podcast important. that
1: we do. <laughs> I'm looking for an alternate like, route.
4: I honestly could not care less about any of that. Right. I'm trying all. to
1: make it. I'm trying to make it important to the no, plot, which it absolutely stop. wasn't. I don't know. Oh. Earlier I said uh, like a part about this really emotional thing that happened to Maisie Williams, and then someone just <laughs> talked about this dumb joke someone made, and then that's what we talked about.
4: <laughs> it was definitely Cody.
1: That's what this kind of
2: podcast is, sir? <laughs> it's one of those podcasts.
4: Cause I was thinking that the whole time. Like Jake said this thing, and then Cody went way off topic. I was like, "Oh,
1: <laughs> just <okay>. immediately <laughs> talked over the end of my sentence." Like, "Nope, we're doing something else." <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry, I'm reading the wiki page on this Eye of Hades to see if there's anything fun, but really, it's just talking about what happened in this episode. Yeah, it's just garbage. I even, like
4: you guys like the amulet. I don't even care about the amulet. Nope. Like, whoa, well,
1: just the way it looked.
4: Didn't care about that either. I like Oof. the way it
0: looked and just the cool name. It was really neat.
1: <laughs> I only cared about the three times that the doctor and me were just sitting down talking.
5: <laughs> Those are really good scenes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they they were. But that's you take Maisie Williams and Peter Capaldi. you sit in a room and you say, Okay, act. And then you just you're just gonna have solid gold.
4: So a shield that like through The doctor under the bus so many times, but also wasn't, like, kill him. So she wanted to, like, show him that she didn't need him, but also didn't want him dead.
1: Well, yeah, she told those guards, like, he doesn't need to be hanged, just lock him away. Yeah. Mainly because she just needs to make sure he doesn't follow her, but she doesn't want him to die.
4: That was just interesting to me. Yeah. I feel... I feel like it was her backup. Like, she also really still cares about the doctor, but she's kind of, like, bitter about the fact that he's not taking her with.
1: She's bitter about a lot of stuff.
4: Oh, for sure.
1: But I think it's all supposed to, like, kind of be, like, little steps to get you to the end so that when she makes her big change, it doesn't seem jarring. Which, in my opinion... It wasn't enough. When she makes her big change at the end, it comes out of fucking nowhere.
4: <laughs> uh, agreed. She's like, I care. I do care. And yeah, like, that this, was this is that the worst was... acting in the episode. See, <laughs> that
5: well, I actually liked. Like What? No.
4: So bad.
5: Really? No. Well, I mean, she played bad, like really good. I'm just like, screw it. They're all just like gonna disappear in like a puff of wind anyway like their lives don't matter like she's ready to kill people out of whim type of thing but when she's just like no i care about these people like we have to stop this like it's going back to her original roots of when she was a shield dog When like i have to save my town like this is my life here and like i really enjoyed that
2: I just find it hard to really get behind the massive change in character that was just so sudden. Like, I don't think this situation was, I don't know, epiphanous enough?
0: Well, if you think of the last episode, though, it is exactly parallel to her and her village where an alien is coming down from the sky to destroy them. Ah, that is a good point. So maybe that would Probably just like PTSD triggered it. Triggered it.
3: Also, her she was waiting for an adventure with the Doctor. So the whole episode's a build-up to wanting to do something with the Doctor, and this is their thing. Like, the thing they get to do together that puts the spark back in her of doing good things.
2: That being like a eight-minute scene where fireballs hit the ground, and they shake the camera a little bit, and then put the stick in Steven the Swift, and then it all goes away.
4: Stephen the Swift. Sam so
2: that's not Sam. right? Oh, Stephen's better.
4: Cody, I—it's the same name as me.
1: What? Who are you?
4: Sam. Hi. He,
1: like, did, you he did just say Stephen is better. <laughs> Stephen is better.
2: Rude. You uh, sound cute. Want to quote?
1: Speaking of Sam the Swift, that he makes two jokes about how big his dick is in this family <laughs> tea time drama
0: yeah, yeah. but they was subtle they'll they'll say one thing for sure he was well hung
2: <laughs> that was that, a great joke that all of joke
4: really great
2: doesn't the doctor doesn't he say earlier against sam that he draws the line in the sand at puns yes yeah,
0: no puns no banter
2: and then dives into
1: the pun battle
4: well, the reason the Dr. Dove into it because it was holding off his death.
1: Yeah, he's trying which to is what save he needed. He's trying to save Sam at that point. Oh, wow. It's and then the doctor gets a, or he's going to go up there too. Yeah. Ooh, let's yeah. not forget the
4: psychic scene. paper for the win.
2: Hell yeah, here's a pardon. I was waiting for him to be like just hand back the paper again. And a pardon for me.
4: I thought he was going to do it too
3: can we talk about how bad we um uh, as already mentioned the shaky videos are videoing oh my gosh Terrible. every battle scene was painful
2: let's let's and, table the battle scene
3: and yeah. also the doctor cannot ride a horse
2: yeah that's like, what i was gonna go to
3: man is physically fit and been alive for how long and can't ride a horse well maybe it's after. a
0: liability thing yeah he definitely wasn't riding a horse that was a stunt double oh, for sure yeah
4: it was, um, it was a terrible stunt double. But he got his guitar out. Yeah, he
1: that was did. But I think he does ride a horse in his first story.
4: Oh, yeah.
3: And it was also bad. It just looked <laughs> so terrible. I remember that like, now. The that horse was is nice, nice and smooth and like loping. Like, loping is the smoothest move on a horse. And he's flying all over the place. It's terrible.
5: So I was not anticipating this. Se- uh episode to be a (laughs) anti-clara in it episode like halfway through i was you mean clara light (laughs) right (laughs) it's not anti-clara it doesn't hate clara
4: okay i was like when did we say we hated clara in this episode
5: (laughs) sorry i couldn't use the right word (laughs) i was just like i was watching it and i was just like we're missing someone who's not here right
3: now (laughs) I was surprised by that. the Clara lightness in the second episode. Like, it seemed like it would be a two-parter. Would have like all the companion or not? But you know
4: obviously. what? I didn't actually miss her in this episode.
1: Yeah, she Are wasn't you? necessary.
4: No,
2: too many cooks in the kitchen. You can't have that many. <laughs> and it's not
5: cooks. A really <laughs> a two-parter. But I did enjoy that they did have the scene at the end together and i really like uh when they went off on their next adventure uh she was looking up at the council with such happiness and gleaner eye and then like he was looking at her so sad kind of like oh you people are all gonna die and leave me and just like oh no mm. <laughs> that hug was adorable though yeah it was yeah the
1: whole last scene with clara is great starting from the guitar riff to the end the
4: oh. tie-in of the episode i can't remember uh verbatim something about her never leaving and then capaldi's face verbatim
2: yeah so like yeah this episode just really culminated in the idea that the doctor is forever and all you other bitches are going to die and it makes him sad inside also (laughs) me is a super creep i was like why are they trying to squeeze in a selfie Oh. It, like really doesn't make sense and then it's like, it's a picture with her in the background just doing the creeper because
0: because right? she's the she's the the wake after the doctor she'll clean up and help wherever he goes yeah
5: which when I Only saw the if selfie, it's on
4: earth though
5: yeah it made me think of family of blood of the sister of mine in the mirror just always there it's like oh god this is gonna be creepy yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: So we'll probably see her in future episodes, right? Like that's the whole arc of this season is her being me.
0: <laughs> but what? she also had to have met Jack by now then, right? Right. Probably. Did that
4: happen in Torchwood? That they brought that up.
0: Uh, Maisie was not an actor when Torchwood was going on.
1: <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, what? why is Jack able to remember most of his life?
0: Ah, uh, that's a good point. Because... How long his life? Oh, he's, isn't he... Wait, I thought he was alien. Is he not alien?
4: How did he become immortal?
0: Well, Jack was immortal from the time vortex when Rose killed him and brought him back to life. Or no, when the Daleks killed him and Rose brought him back to life.
3: Oh, yeah. But he's a um, time agent? Is
0: that? Yeah, he was a time agent, but it doesn't say he's human.
3: Yeah. I'm going to go with he's not human. We don't know what he remembers and doesn't.
4: Also, he's not human.
1: Well, he's not from Earth. That doesn't mean he's not human. Hmm. Maybe he's got two dicks. (laughs) Just one giant head.
0: I mean, did you see all those dicks on the face of (laughs) Bo? There there was at least four or five. For sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so he's from the Bohane Peninsula, which is an Earth colony. Oh,
0: well,
1: they... yeah, the, the natives but are an humans. Earth colony
4: doesn't have to be all human.
1: Okay, well, right next to it, it says the natives who live there are humans.
4: <laughs> well, you know what, Jake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so how about this? Uh, Captain Jack was born. After the human race has evolved enough to withstand more information. I mean, that's basically what the time Lords did too.
4: For sure. Boom. Got it.
5: Going back to lady me. Oh my God. Her red dress. So good. It's so beautiful. And all of that, like satin trim on the sleeves. And I just could not stop looking at her and how beautiful and mature she looked like for her age. Like she played, older really well.
2: Yep. Yep. The verbatim. Exactly that. Like it completely changed the way she looked. Ready for tweet.
0: Tweet, 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 and tweet and tweet and tweet and
1: tweet. Uh if you wanna tweet into the podcast, you can do so at married to who pod on Twitter. Chris at this emo trash says, I get what they're trying to do, showing the consequences of the doctor's actions and effect he has on people, but I don't think it quite hits the mark. They could have easily lent more into the absurdity of the situation like the previous episode or Robot of Sherwood, but instead went in a more serious direction. I do love the parts when that absurdity comes through, most notably the beginning with the robbery, when the Doctor and me are stealing the jewel, and the gallows scene. I like how Mii can't actually remember past, a stark contrast to the Doctor who's burdened to remember everything. Leandro was boring and basically a non-villain, but if they needed some alien monster, then I guess it's okay. I kind of wish they waited until later in the season for this episode, so it would be a two-parter separated by a few episodes. Uh, I think it would give more weight to Mii's return and make it actually feel like time has passed between her and the Doctor. Overall, I like this episode for what it tries to do, but I don't love it. Next up is my favorite two-parter ever, so I can't wait. Hell yeah.
0: (laughs) Nice. Now I think it's funny people are calling for more Robots of Sherwood type stories. (laughs) (laughs) I think
1: we mostly liked it.
0: Yeah, and I just remember it getting so much shit with the golden arrow and all that I was going to say
4: that uh,
0: Deplorable.
4: Um, We've had other episodes where, like, the monster wasn't really important, right?
0: Oh, loads. Yeah, most yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh,
4: yeah. The only one I can think of is the caretaker, which was a terrible episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny that Chris and I usually have like pretty similar tastes, but we like all the exact different parts of this story. I (laughs) I like all the serious parts. He likes all the goofy parts.
2: (laughs) I think I'm starting to come around to some of the goofy stuff. (laughs) Just took nine seasons. Yeah, that's all it
1: took. No problem. (laughs) All right. Janelle Hobbs at J. Christine H says interesting and enjoyable enough. Outside of me, it almost feels like a classic Who episode, but without the necessary time it takes to flesh out the wider plot and the characters. Um, The aliens coming through the portal should have been the Time Lords and Leandro should have been a Theral, which is a reference to a Tom Baker episode that I have seen, but don't remember at all. Oh,
2: shoot. (laughs) I mean, anything would have been better than the weird cat person.
1: <laughs> yeah. With just, like, no real explanation. It's just, he's a lion, he breathes fire, he's wearing a crown. Yeah. But,
2: you know, it's kind of fine, because I don't think I want to take away from the uh, Ishvilda, Ishilda and Doctor thing. Like, that,
1: right. that needs to be prominent. Yeah. And if that was the thing where, like, Moffat just had to tell uh catherine Tregena. hey put in some dumb monster but like barely because what we really want is these two and she's like all right weird fire breathing lion you got it <laughs> alex give me that fun facts you song. fun fact
0: fun fact fun facts fun facts fun facts fun facts
1: uh rufus hound played sam swift he's a big doctor who fan i think he's a comedian uh, he has a Dalek tattoo. He's contributed to various Doctor Who documentaries. He narrated the series nine installments of Doctor Who extra on the DVDs, and he played the monk in several Big Finish audios. The monk is a Time Lord from the first Doctor's era that you guys don't know about. Hmm. Strew and Roger played Clayton, who was uh, Maisie Williams like uh, Butler guy. Oh yeah, he was the voice of the face of Bo oh cool and he will play another monster in series 12 he was also in game of thrones as the three-eyed raven before it was recast with max Sydow.
2: oh that's way too much to keep track of i was about <laughs> to
1: be super excited and i was like wait who the three-eyed raven in game of thrones yeah, they showed him in two. one scene at the end of a season, and then they didn't show Bran at all the next season, and then the season after that they recast the Three Eyed Raven with a famous actor.
2: Boom. Yeah, anyway. So it's like the old dude that was in the tree. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember who that was.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about him.
1: Elizabeth yeah, but... Hop- <laughs> Elizabeth Hopper played Lucy Fanshawe, the girl in the coach who gets robbed. She also played Knife Woman in the Black Mirror episode White Bear, which I think makes her the 73rd actor in Doctor Who who is in the Black Mirror episode White Bear. Love there was it. a lot of everyone
4: in everyone's in that episode, every yeah. single person.
1: <laughs> uh, John Vos or Vachi played Mr. Fancha, her father. Husband, older man in the coach with her. Who knows? He was also the voice of Professor Lockhart in the video game Harry Potter for the Connect. There's a game nobody owns. <laughs> <laughs> Arian Bakari played Leandro. He was Blue Four in Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. He's also had big roles in 2019 in Good Omens, Carnival Row, and His Dark Materials. He's having a huge year before the pandemic. Hmm sorry so, sorry <laughs> and Karen seacomb played crowd two so i think she was a person in the crowd who spoke because there's a crowd one and a crowd two <laughs> in the credits so she might oh, like it was probably when when they're in the gallows yeah so she probably like yet yeah, actually spoke so she had to get a credit yeah she also played Sandra in the lodger the Matt Smith episode don't know who that was probably someone at uh James Corden's work or something like
4: that.
1: <laughs> Alex, give me that favorite line these song.
0: Favorite line, favorite, favorite line.
1: Now say your favorite line. <laughs>
0: uh, this was the doctor to Ashilda. I didn't know your heart would rust by keeping it beating. Mm. That shit.
1: Well, so good. because that's the same one I wrote down. I'm going to read the rest of it because I wrote down the whole thing. Um, But he, he stops her complaining and says, why should I be responsible for you? I saved your life. I didn't know that your heart would rust because I kept it beating. I didn't think that your conscience would need renewing, that the well of human kindness would run dry. I just wanted to save a terrified young woman's life. And then she says, you didn't save my life, doctor. You trapped me inside it. Hmm.
4: That
5: is a good one. The last scene that they're talking to each other in the pub, uh, she says, "Enemies are never the problem. It's friends you have to look for, look out for." Oof. Oh, that line made me sad. I
4: don't get it.
5: Well, it's like if she was bad, she was like, "Ah, I'm gonna get you," because it's like, "Are we enemies now?" And she's like, "No, we're not enemies. We're friends." And then, like the whole, like friends you have to look out for, like she's looking out for you in a caring way, not like I'm
1: going to get you kind of way. Well, and she ends it by saying, and I'm going to be looking out for you, doctor. But it is kind of both ways, like looking out for you. Yeah. Like I'm going to be keeping an eye on you. I like
5: the delivery of it, it was really nice.
1: Yeah. And the whole, I'm going to protect people from you. Uh, I had one more. She says, when she's describing her 10,000 hours and all that, she says, the doctor says, you're not indestructible. And so she says, I don't need to be indestructible. I'm superb.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I just have no puns. Line in the sand. No puns.
2: <laughs> there we go. That's my favorite line. I was trying to think of it so hard.
3: You said it earlier.
1: <laughs> I know. That's why I was trying to think of it. <laughs> Jill, you always have ones. No one else does.
3: I don't this time. What?
0: Any any line uh Swift had when he was trying not to die, those were all great one-liners. I did Were they that scene.
4: <laughs> Can I vote for that scene?
1: Which one? I the
4: That's... Sam Swift. The no, because it sucked.
1: Part. Oof. You know what they say about a man what? with a big nose? Big handkerchief. That <laughs> <laughs> yes, was
4: so good.
1: Got him.
0: Uh, Vote Uh, Rusty heart That rusty heart
2: was pretty Profound I like the line in the sand But I'm sure I'll get another chance To pick that one
3: Also rusty heart
4: Can someone repeat that one
1: The rusty heart Yeah Says I saved your life I didn't know that your heart would rust Because I kept it beating Uh, Yeah,
4: I like that one
1: there's also a line at the end I like where he's something like we need the Mayflies because they yes. something something. <laughs> the, they're, re, they're real good at living.
3: <laughs> I almost wrote that one down. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is uh so
0: do you guys think that uh Swift is immortal or nah?
3: Yes. No, 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 wait, no. the doctor says he won't be.
4: Yeah, I think I'm the like, doctor was.
1: Yeah, he was just made. The yeah.
3: doctor does lie.
1: Well, he doesn't have to be lied. He can
5: be wrong. <laughs> Sometimes he just talks shit so people stop asking him questions. I'm voting for uh, enemies are never the problem. It's the friends you have to look out for.
3: So dark, Terry.
2: <laughs> Terry's out here just looking over his back all the time. I see you, friends. Yeah, I keep my notebook. door shut all the
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, friends. Who hasn't voted?
1: Jake. Uh, the whole long spiel that starts with, I didn't know your heart would rust. Nice. The winners have it. But like her reaction is part of it too. Like the, you didn't save my life, you trapped me inside It is. It almost feels like a Moffat line, but I think Moffat would have fucked it up. I think it needed a little more depth of a <laughs> hand it would have been like life's not one of these it's something like this <laughs> you're
4: you uh,
0: <laughs> Your saving is not grace it's more of a banishment <laughs> that, yeah.
1: that like something like that no that was too good oh. ooh I'm better uh, Alex came me the MVP these are
3: <laughs> 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 MVP yeah Jill, who's your MVP? I'm making assumptions that Murray Gold wrote the score for this episode. Can you confirm?
1: I am confirming. Confirmed.
3: All right, then Murray Gold. <laughs>
4: um, I didn't hear typing in the background, so obviously you didn't confirm that.
1: I always have the TARDIS wiki open. I was scrolling.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I have to say my my favorite score was when they were like, running through the hallways, the giant mansion, and just the transition of it was fantastic. But what was the first scene where I, because I kept it telling you. It Alex, was in the
0: robbery, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: There's just some really It was, really it was like
0: plunky, kind of um, a little circus y. It, w- it was
1: great.
4: So good. I love how excited you are about that, Jill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> it's nice to have it. people
1: that are good at things. Jill's good at music. Terry's good at dresses. Uh, Cody's good at uh <laughs> uh let's see i'm going with because i said i was going to last week the director of photography richard stoddard both of the this in the last episode he was the dp on and they look amazing especially the outdoor scenes and uh I know the next episode that this director does, and I know that it doesn't look as good as these two, and I know that Richard Stoddard is not the DP on those. So a lot of the way this looks has a lot to do with him. So I'm giving it to Richard Stoddard. Nice.
0: Um I'm gonna give mine to Maisie Williams for her performance in this one and a little bit of the last one. Is good. Same. Easy clap. Cody?
2: Who's the guy who plays the Leo dude?
4: <laughs> oh my gosh. I will drive to your house. And
1: <laughs> <laughs> His name is Arian Bakari. Maybe you'll get a better part next time,
2: Maisie Williams.
5: <laughs> I too am giving my vote to Maisie Williams as her portrayal of Lady Me. Uh, she did really, really well. It is now time for everybody's favorite
1: podcast trivia game, the Doctor Who Trivial Pursuit slash Doug Benson movie game game. I have Doctor Who Trivial Pursuit. I'm going to pull a card and ask a random question to somebody. If they get it wrong, the next person gets four multiple choice. If they get it wrong, the next person gets to guess. All five of these people will get a chance to go first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. I will randomize the order in a second because I forgot to do it. I was like, you have to have
2: that written down somewhere. <laughs> how, how do you say that so fluidly? It's been like 30 times. He's a fluid yeah, man. But it's seven days. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But after seven days passes, I know.
1: Yeah, it's just you. Boo. <laughs> okay, the random order is Terry, Alex, Sam, Jill, Cody. Terry, are you ready?
3: Um, uh
1: Sure. <laughs> Sam, are you mad that you're after Alex?
3: Yes.
1: don't worry it's not alex's week probably not terry
5: in which year is the episode father's day set is that the one that we go back in time and rose tries to save her dad or something in which year
1: (laughs) is the episode father's day set good luck buddy
5: Oh, God. 1987.
1: That's correct.
4: Holy shit. Wow. Wow. What? Well, it had to be in the 80s. What?
1: (laughs) Yeah, fuck you, Terry. Wasn't that
4: hard?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was like as they're getting married, right? Or not. No, it was someone else.
4: Rose was born.
0: Right. That's right.
4: So you knew it had to be, like, just before the 90s? I don't know. I wouldn't have guessed 87. Like, I'll give that to you for sure.
0: All the cool shit happens in 87, right?
3: <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I was That's in crazy. Can we just say Terry wins? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, he deserves it. Alex, it's your turn. That goes up there with uh, 17 DVDs. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Freaks.
1: Way, way, to, way to get yourself in there, Alex. Uh uh-huh,
3: uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just as good
2: <laughs> Don't you forget hey, Y'all remember? Do you, do you remember?
1: <laughs> Alright, shut up Terry has a point, Alex, your turn okay. What a farmyard animal did the 11th doctor claim to owe Casanova?
0: Hmm Oh man uh, I'm gonna go
1: cow It is now Sam's turn <laughs> Sam, uh, give me a second for the multiple choice, because one of them was cow, so I have to take it off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was between two, so we'll see.
1: We'll see if it was the other one. Okay, Sam.
4: Four oh, my brain.
1: You get four multiple choice. I will repeat the question. What farmyard animal did the 11th doctor claim to owe Casanova? Chicken, sheep, donkey, rabbit.
4: Sheep.
2: Jill.
3: Dang it.
2: I feel my point coming.
3: (laughs) Can you repeat the multiple choice?
1: Chicken, sheep, donkey, rabbit.
3: I don't wanna. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go donkey.
1: Cody. Yo.
2: (laughs) So it's chicken or rabbit. And I'm gonna take chicken.
0: That's correct!
3: Yay! I don't remember that at all.
0: I was between chicken or cow. I I was was between chicken, or big. (laughs) It was a
4: sheep in my brain, and then when you said chicken, I was like, "God, it's chicken!" But no, I thought sheep, so I gotta say sheep. Nope. So I went with chicken.
1: It was at the very beginning of the Vampires of Venice when they land in Venice, and the doctor's like, "Oh, is Casan over here?" Or he's like, "Oh, what year is it?" Oh. I owe some like I owe Casanova a chicken, but he won't be born for another three hundred years.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, let's see what just happened. So Alex started that. So now Terry and Cody have a point, and it's Sam's turn. What was the name of the satellite five TV channel that reported the face of Bo's pregnancy? Oh no! Holy crap!
4: No, we've talked about it. We have. Yes. Oh. Uh, uh, bad wolf tv
1: that's correct yes slow clap (laughs) (laughs) i'm so glad because i didn't want to do that uh multiple choice
4: (laughs) well it would have been like bad wolf something (laughs) it was gonna be
1: no i was doing saxon tv torchwood tv bad wolf tv (laughs) All the things they say throughout the seasons. Uh, So let's see. Terry has one. Sam has one. Cody has one. Jill, it is your turn to go first. All right. What did Julius Grail, crime kingpin of 1930s New York, keep chained up behind a curtain in his study? Er.
3: A monster <laughs> no really that's the best I got <laughs>
0: oh
1: you're gonna be sad
3: is it a dog
1: <laughs> no not that sad <laughs> okay sorry I'm trying to come with multiple choice Cody what did Julius Grail crime kingpin of 1930s New York keep chained up behind a curtain in his study was it a cyberman a dalek an ice warrior a weeping angel A Cyberman? Uh, Terry. No, my weak! Cody! (laughs) So bad!
5: Terry, would you like me to repeat the question? No. I'm just torn between two of them. Because I don't remember this episode.
4: You're all fired.
5: You're fired. That's fine. (laughs) I'm rehiring myself. I'm going to go, oh, God, this sounds wrong, but Weeping Angel? That's correct. Yeah. Why do you chain up a Weeping? <laughs> God damn it. I knew that yeah. was the right what, but
2: I
4: was like, why do you chain up a fucking statue? This Remember, is you know how we shit. talked about that in the podcast and how dumb it was?
1: Yeah. Yes, from the episode, The Angels Take Manhattan. It was also the one oh. that broke River's wrist.
0: Yeah. Yep.
4: The one that like looked all cut up and weak.
0: Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and Terry's just falling into these uh, points, though. Terry
1: better watch himself while he speaks. Right, so. <laughs> so Terry has a point. Alex has a point. Sam has a point. Cody has a point. No, I don't uh, have. A point. Terry has two points. Yeah. Oh shit! So Terry has two. Sam has one. Cody has one. Cody, this is your chance to tie mm-hmm. Terry at Force mm-hmm. Overtime. Mm-hmm. Again, this is Cody. Terry keeps saying mm-hmm, I don't know why. What? What no. <laughs> is the name of the titular character of the Doctor Who series? What European city's canals were filled with 10,000 male Saturnines? Uh,
2: that would be Venice for 500. <laughs>
1: You don't say the dollar amount with your answer.
2: (laughs) That's for 500. Uh,
1: That's correct. Thank you. All right, we have a tie. Terry has two, Cody has two. I'll read one question. And the first person to say the answer is the winner. I was going to say yell out the answer, but I don't want anyone to yell into their microphones (laughs) because I will go deaf. Who warns the 10th doctor... You are not alone. Really?
4: This this is a fun one.
0: Oh, actually, no. Who is it though? I
1: don't
4: know. I don't know.
1: This is uh, talked about him today in this podcast. Oh, no, it's a tricky one. Oh, <laughs> that makes it easy. Okay. Well, the face it's been low. forty seconds and no one talked. I had to make oh, it easy. Yes, Cody is world.
5: the winner. The face of love. <laughs> yeah, my brain went to Leandro. I would? I would i couldn't get off
0: the master i was like it's no, the master that's that's what i was saying because yana was the master first right and that was but your
1: that role. is to whom the face of Bo is speaking or about whom <laughs> the face of bo is speaking yeah oh that was fun okay Whew. guys next week we have a two-parter oh we're, we're gonna have to watch both yeah sorry uh, jill was it this emo trash? What?
2: That said that it, this was a
1: yes. really good two-partner? And it is really good. And I originally thought we should split them up because it would be very tempting to talk more about the second half, which if we do is fine. But it is really one story that like has a cliffhanger, but like for no fucking reason. It's not like, you know, this two-parter where the two stories really have nothing to do with each other other than a character. And But this is the last two-parter of the season. The last four stories are all standalone.
4: What? I thought this whole season was two-parters.
1: It started with what? four two-parters.
4: You said it was all.
1: Yeah, that's how it was advertised, but it didn't really happen that way.
4: I feel robbed.
1: Alex, give me that paper cup but these are
0: Else? you know he has to do the thing <laughs> <laughs> this
1: has been married to who's episode on the woman who lived if you would like to follow us on our social medias you can do so married to who pod on twitter married to who on instagram or you can go you can email us married to who at gmail.com if you want to listen to this podcast in some other way you can do so on spotify uh apple play nope apple podcast google play or on our website, MarriedToWho.com <laughs> <laughs> On behalf of myself, Jake Terry, the producer Jill, Alex Cody, Sam Thank you so much for listening Please join us next week For the Zygon Invasion And the Zygon Inversion <laughs>
0: yay
1: well done that was was our Um, shortest podcast by about 40 minutes in like two months (laughs) oh
4: nice i like
1: it me too by about 40 minutes yeah we've been Holy going shit. an hour 45 to two hours like every week and then i added somehow they all edit down to 73 minutes but uh yeah right now we're at 66 minutes and we've been done and there's plenty to cut out like all the times cody's talking
3: <laughs> generally yeah i appreciate that by the way
1: god it's terrible